guys, you are now in tune with the boss of the business, the What The Heck Show, on UnionPowerRadio.com. Alright, we're on the air. <laughs> welcome, welcome, Teamsters of Local 804 and Teamsters listening across the country. Um, well, uh, <laughs> we don't have difficult de- technical difficulties today, so no, I don't know everything's what's going amazing. On. We have a di- uh, just a lot of paperwork. We have difficulty on Tony Rosario. User error. User error. <laughs> uh, today's July 26th, uh, Sunday, and. Uh, as always, we do our, our well, let me just uh, say that Jamie Haynes, unfortunately, couldn't make it in today. Hopefully, he'll be calling in soon. Um, we probably won't be able to have him and the uh, nominees on the line um, for when it's time for the question and a- uh, the Q&A with uh, Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckerman when we get them calling in. But uh, You always say Zuckerman. It's Zuckerman. Zucker. Zuckerman. Zuckerman. Yes. And uh, Hector Fortis, the Big Bad Wolf of Rush Avenue, he's here in the studio. (laughs) Okay, so um, first, before we get into uh, any of the Sean O'Brien stuff, because obviously they'll be calling in later, uh, I want to thank everybody who participated on the questions. We do have a a decent amount of questions. I was expecting a lot more. I'm guessing, uh, and some of the questions were asked over and over again by the same people. But I will. I try to put those together, and I it's will horrible. read all your names together on those particular questions because the ones that I know there were a lot asked the same kind of question. They were very important. Um, <clears throat> it's horrible. I thought I was. I was expecting a lot of questions. I know. I you, you would because a lot of people do talk a lot of shit. You know. Yeah. So everybody, you know, everybody whatever. has a, a complaint to make or a comment to make. But uh, at the end of the day, what what are their actions? What are what are you as a member? doing to try to make it better and i'm not saying this show is the end all be all you know for the questions but this is an opportunity and we put it out there for the members to have an opportunity to ask questions to these guys that normally under regular circumstances in the past hasn't been uh, available to us so this was a good platform to use to bring out your questions and, and try to ask them i'm going over the questions today we're all pretty much looking at these questions for the first time we let them come in all week and we decided to read them all to ourselves me and hector here now and uh, nobody else is privy to any of this information. I just looked over it myself. And uh, as soon as these uh, candidates call in, we will be um, 
we will be asking. Yeah, and by the way, they they don't have these questions in hand, so they can rehearse. Like everyone always say, oh, they're gonna rehearse. No, no, they didn't get these questions. These questions are gonna be asked live to them, surprisingly. Um, so they they didn't get a, the, these questions to rehearse. They answered. So you're gonna get exactly what it is live on this radio. And that is absolutely right. Don't you think it was a better format than having people calling in because then they're going to take at least 20 minutes per question. You know, what the hell? We, where the hell did he come from? How, where where did, did Jamie come from? Did he hack the line? Yeah, I think he did hack the line. <laughs> what in the shit? By the way, you're getting a warning letter for failure to follow instructions, not reporting to work. As Jamie Shop Stewart, I will not accept the warning letter. On the grounds that <laughs> whatever he said, he's gonna bring the fat cat to my house. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> we're, we're, we're gonna bring the fat cat over. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, now that we have have Jamie on the line, um, Jamie, you and you and I have experienced some serious, serious going ons over at Forster Avenue over the last week. Uh, I think it's important to speak about that first and foremost. Oh yeah, first, first we should at least thank everyone that showed up in support. Absolutely, especially you. For coming in on your vacation, we had a couple of members that came came in during their vacation. Um, I salute all of y'all for that. That that was wonderful. I mean, it was it was it was it was a wonderful experience. Thank you, hey, Jamie. Man. It was a huge, huge team effort. I mean, a lot of people came out in support, and it was really, for me, it was like uh, I don't know. I I got goosebumps, man. Just. You know, just listening to the guys and seeing that unity and strength that I haven't seen since at least, uh, like I was saying in one of my posts, since the strike of 97. I mean, the guys uh, yelling in unison, you know, uh, uh, Dave Cintron on the bullhorn on Friday, you know, yelling out. And me, uh, and me following them on the recording. That's it. right, Hector out there, like paparazzi, <laughs> t- getting every bit of footage. And uh, it was it was just an amazing thing to watch. It really was. I, I haven't seen that kind of unity, that kind of strength in a long time, and it, and it really really resonated with a lot of people. And I, I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah, and the funny thing is that management was uh, in the corner office of the building uh, with Mike uh, with uh, what is it? Um, were you binoculars? Binoculars. Damn, damn! I couldn't get it out of my mouth. Binoculars, looking at who's at the crowd. We had a pretty big crowd <laughs> on Friday, and we also had the news media there from NBC and the Daily News uh, questioning. And and it's so funny that when all this is happening, an ambulance uh, goes rushing into the facility, and even oh, the wow. re- even the reporters uh, they ran to the to the gates to see what was going on because they, you know what's going on in in Forster. The building is falling down. It's falling apart. So it, you know, with 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 us demonstrating with the fat cat and 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 a lot of members there, big up to all the members that showed up there on Friday morning before they start time because that's what they were watching to see if anyone be coming coming late. They were all in that office in the corner. You could see them with binoculars. Too bad nobody filmed me mooning them because I did take down my pantalones. <laughs> and uh, show them my moon, half moon, I guess. You got a full moon, brother. <laughs> they got a you full got moon. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that's you know that's the type of you know, what they do. I mean, they they sit there and they, they just look and see and 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 you know it's so stupid. It just all they're asking for in Foster is dignity and respect. That's all they're asking for, that? and they can't we, even do that. We, all we want is for them oh, to for, stop for violating. And Forsterville. Don't forget Forsterville. All we want is for them to stop to violating the violations of the contract. And exactly. we say this over and over again. You sat down and agreed to this contract with the union. Um, 
all you need to do is abide by it and uh you know, and that's all we want. So, and, and we want to big uh, big ups to Dave Citron because Dave Citron's been there day in and day out, six days a week. He was even there on Saturday with the Fat Cat. Yeah. He's, he's not slowing down until they show respect, respect to the members, and that's what we want here in Local Eight Hundred Four. Yeah, Dave, Dave was out there every morning when I got there. 6.30, 7 o'clock in the morning, he was out there blowing it up, well, blowing up the fat cat. So to salute him for being the BA, yeah, he, he ain't going nowhere. Just to let everybody know, he yeah. will continue yeah. to be the BA. There was, there was a, a question proposed today in yeah. our general membership meeting, and I think it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Um, there was a member who said uh, our BA was struggling at Forster Avenue, and uh, I don't know if he's ever been to Forster Avenue. I suggest if you have not been down to Forster Avenue and you have not dealt with our business agent and he has not helped you in any way, you should keep your mouth shut because this man has gone above and beyond for the members here at Forster Avenue. He's been out there yes, every has. day fighting. And, and uh, I mean, when he led that charge on Friday and, and he's yelling out, what do we want? And the members are yelling out in unison, dignity and respect. We have not seen that kind of unity in a long time. So to the man who thinks that our business agent, Dave Sintron, is struggling, I suggest that you just uh, pay attention to what's going on and stop, uh, stop listening to the, to, the, to, the, uh, to the little peanut gallery that you've been listening they, they, to. Listen, they're listening to but, the but, guys that want to run again. How? You the know. building collapsing? He, he's not an engineer. No, I guess, you know, Dave, <laughs> Dave Centron planned it all out. You know, it was raining and the, the ceiling started coming down. The The building inspectors went there. The building inspectors went there because they got a, uh, uh, an anonymous, anonymous tip, tip <laughs> by the news media. Not, not us. Uh -huh. By the news media. That uh, that something was wrong in that building, and they went there and they shut the whole second floor building down. Correct. That wow, is correct. Yeah. Basically, right. the whole, almost the whole. Not only floor. that, they went to a chain of reaction because now all the buildings of of uh, the company is being inspected now, and rightfully full because there's a lot of bad shit in those buildings. And I hope that this goes on throughout all the locals in the country. I really hope exactly. that, that uh, the company starts adhering to the New York's Department of Buildings policy and the other states' uh, building policies because it's going to start as something at Forster Avenue in Brooklyn and it's going to go to the other buildings and then it's going to go to other states and people are going to start seeing that the company does not always adhere to the state's uh, uh, legislation or, or whatever uh, laws they have into place for keeping their building running properly. I mean, yeah. for those that don't know, what we've experienced in Foster in the last month or so has just been ridiculous. Uh, as you heard, the roof all but collapsed and it was literally raining down in the building. On a, we had some really bad rainstorms and every time that, came, that rain came down, it was going through the ceilings, coming in. I mean, uh, there's pictures and videos out there of, of puddles everywhere. What about everywhere. Fort Hamilton? Fort Hamilton Center. The, the whole center, the whole center uh, underwater. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, and we're talking about a wow. multi-billion dollar company here that you, you would think they, if they need to fix something, they would have a crew there in no time and just get it done right. No, there's been asbestos on the roof being scraped off without a lot of the members knowing and finding out in other ways. There has been uh, lots of cases of COVID-19 that they have not brought to light, which we understand because of what certain laws. What about them working without a permit? 
doing all this work without permission. Also, also, they had a lot of work being done illegally, apparently, and now there is a stop work order. And uh, as 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 they said earlier, it was it it says it. What was it? It says an imminent. It, it says imminent. Um, <laughs> Vinny Vinny said it this today at the Zoom meeting. I don't know. Im, right. imi, I don't know. I, I I will read it here because I have it here in my uh, <laughs> I have it here in my phone. Uh, so that you guys understand what what happened when the Department of Buildings came down to our building here on Forster. Um, it says the premises has been vacated and re-entry uh, prohibited because basically what they're saying here is the Department of Buildings has determined the conditions in this premises are imminently perilous to life. Okay, so <laughs> when it says imminently perilous to, to life, life and you got people and this is uh, going you got on hundreds weeks, of people going in there. Yeah, and you got uh, people, uh, a bunch of people here working on that floor uh, illegally because there was no uh, uh, work order or whatever. That's why there was a stop work order. Uh, and now nobody's allowed to basically go up to that floor or any uh, or some of the rooms in that floor. And, you, and you're going to ask yourself your co that question. What if we were not brung? brought the fat cat and reported the this would have all been this, swept under the rug right it would have been like them hiring outside contractors which they do right now that they right. don't give a shit what happens to them in they in, in the building they are hiring people to fix that's not licensed probably or don't have a work permit and they could have easily made a mistake and uh, uh, AC would have fell on somebody's head. They, they don't think about that. This is a multi-million dollar company that should be thinking about the fact of the safety and the well-being of every employee that walks into that building. Absolutely. I mean, they literally had a sink in the women's bathroom fall off and fall onto a young preloader's legs. She was sent in an ambulance to the hospital. I believe the safety committee should be involved in any work that's being done in those buildings that they are they 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 in the meeting they with them. Right. They should know the about if they have right. licenses, or they got the permit before they even allow them to start the work in there to the safe the safe of the members because you have hundreds of members going into that hub and you you don't know what could happen. I mean, we saw what happened. It was a fight. it was a swimming pool. I mean, it's so many so many things. It's so many things. There was there was the situation with the fire in the dumpster in the back of the building where the de fire department was actually called to come put out the fire. Uh, why, you ask? There was a fire in the dumpster behind the building because so many packages are being destroyed uh, because they're trying to pack t so much volume into this building that was never meant to handle that amount of volume. And uh, things are getting destroyed, so they didn't know what else to do with all these hazardous materials that are spilling. And so they were like, all right, well, you know what? Let's dump it in a dumpster in the back. And that's exactly what they did. Unfortunately, they stuck aerosol cans wow. and all other kinds of things in there, and it called, caused an exp uh, a fire. And the fire was really bad enough for them to have to call the fire department to come put the fire out. The, did they say anything to anybody? The safety committees didn't know. Uh, little by little, as members see what's going on, they spread the word and, and, and the word gets out. And this is what's happening. All of this is facts. The, the fire department, you can go down there. You can see what happened that day. I believe it was around July 15th. And, um, you know, the sink falling off the wall, the poor girl going to the hospital. Um, you got the, the the building, the water's coming right in through the electrical. I mean, God forbid somebody got electrocuted. I, I, I mean, I don't know what else they, they can do. It's it's just ridiculous. They just don't. They just don't care. They just don't care. I just I went into a building or one of my buildings and uh, I'll I'll name uh, Queens North 
and I went there, and I, I know I didn't see the supervisor for a whole week. And when I saw that that supervisor, I said, uh, "Where you been?" Um, simply as he said, "I was on vacation." I said, "Oh, where'd you go?" Oh, I went to Florida to visit my parents. I said, "Florida," and you're back to work already. Right. You know, the, the, they have to do a quarantine. You know, the 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 the, the ten thousand are reporting. COVID over there in Florida. She went down there as a supervisor, visited her, and came back and came to work that Monday. And she, they didn't say shit to her. I made a fucking big thing out of it. Believe me, she's out for fourteen days as of you know as of that Monday because yeah, that's so, bullshit. So when you come back from Florida to New York, you yeah, have to do a fourteen she, day quarantine. Exactly, but she didn't, and, and now she's bringing it into the to facility, and now she's putting our members in danger. And I went fucking ballistic. And told the manager, you better fucking do something about this right now. And he he wow. told her after the shift was over, I mean, he let her stay there. After the shift was over, you know, she's now quarantined for 14 days. But this is the type of shit that they do. They don't give a fuck. Yeah. Even Rosie Sadonsky says she's dealing with that in California. And she's saying they have what they call a COVID, a COVID kangaroo. COVID kangaroo at Ontario, at the Ontario Hub in California. So, what does um, that mean? Uh, uh, well, basically, it's like a, you know, it's all bullshit. They're, they're having the same issues with, with uh, the COVID like we are, where they're just hiding cases, not telling everybody what's going on, you know, and, and it's something that everybody should be aware of. They should know the amount of people that are getting infected. And it should definitely be out there. It's something people should know if they're coming into work. We are working under some serious, uh, scary conditions right now with the COVID being out there, members getting sick. And, you know, our numbers have flattened here in New York State, but it's still dangerous. Florida, the, the, the numbers are astronomical at this point. And it's just affecting state by state as it goes along. It's something that hasn't been going away. And we have to be prepared. And the company should be doing what they need to do to keep the people safe as well. I, I want to give a shout out to Victor, uh, Victor from Queens North. He's the chair of the safety committee. He's uh, very, very delegate, dedicated to the uh, to the safety committee. He's writing grievances, and this is the first time me seeing a grievance as as far as safety of uh, loads not being properly uh, loaded. And he's getting he believe me he everyone's watching now because now he's taking pictures. And he's uh, writing on on he's writing grievances, and now the management and the upper management are really a concern of how we're taking this with safety because they are just loading these trucks to to the full capacity, and it's just crazy. Yeah. It is crazy. It's a hundred percent out of control. And I want to thank. I mean, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, and all the people at Force Drive you on our behalf, I want to thank this executive board because again. What they did over the last week between on Monday with the uh, National Day of Action, um, uh, speaking on the Black Lives Matter movement and uh, speaking uh, uh, against, you know, uh, the violations that the company ha that we've been facing with the company and, and seeing all the unity that that came in behind that. I've never again, I have not seen that kind of unity in so long at Foster Avenue. So I want to give a special shout out to Vincent Perone, our president and leader. His executive board, his soldiers, and Dave Cintron, oh my God, like I, I could speak volumes on Dave Cintron and how serious he's taken this and, and, and how much he's put. It. 
and, and and then again, right, all the members, but yet, the rank and file members, the stewards, the 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 safety committee members, all the members that came out and supported. I mean, huge. Thank you guys, but, everybody, for being there. Go ahead. But yet, but yet, uh, Mr. Uh, Tom Murphy uh, put out a question of uh, why he's not switching uh, Dave Citron from Forster. Um, why don't you ask yourself that question, Mr. Murphy? When you had Mark Johnson there that didn't do shit, didn't write any grievance, and any grievance that were written, uh, di uh, dis they disappeared. Why don't you ask that question? That's the question. Hey, Jamie, you can answer that question. Yeah. What's the difference between <laughs> between Mark Johnson and Dave Citron? Oh, man, oh, don't even get me started, man. Dave ain't going listen, nowhere. Listen, <laughs> listen. That, that's that's apples and oranges, man. Good. Please. And don't. you know what? Stop doing. This is. This is political. He, he's making those moves and, and, and asking those stupid questions when he knew that the executive board that he ran with was nothing but slackers. They were nothing. They were, they were just there making the money, taking the membership money. When you ask the question, when you had Mark Johnson going there, hanging out with management, having coffee, laughing, uh, and, and the white wow. Phillips and the white Phillips uh, passing a football to each other to the management while he's having a hearing on discipline. You want you to ask those questions before you go into anything else. That you know, I, I can't stand that shit. They, you know, that's they they want a way to cause division. You know, they want to cause division, and they want to also, you know, because they want to run. Listen, if you're gonna run, run, run on your merits, run what you could do for this local. Don't run on what what your old executive board used to do. Nothing, because we have a lot of grievances missing. A lot of members are now are getting paid for these grievances that they are putting in now, and they say, what happened then? Answer yeah. that fucking right. question. And if you know what, Tom Murphy, if you are going to run, we're here in local way. We're here on Union Power Radio. We'd love to you to come on oh. live on the radio and speak your piece instead of sending emails and being a coward not going on live radio. Come on on live radio. You, Montavo, John Gass, all you guys. Come on, please. I will I would, I would stay out for the day. I won't even ask you guys questions because I got a lot of questions. Carl Morreale says it best here. He says, Vinny said it best. Dave Sintron puts more on his plate than he needs and still gets it done. I agree 100%. Our brother, and I want to thank a uh, big shout out to Damian Contreras. Big shout out to Tommy Oliver. Big shout out to Johnny Santiago for coming and representing at Forster Avenue. I appreciate those guys. They're 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 the stand up dudes and, and and hardcore soldiers for this cause. And I thank you guys. Damian Contreras says here, Tom Murphy, where was Mark Johnson when he represented management at Forster? <laughs> and let me tell you, I, I I was right there. I saw everything that that man did not do at Forster Avenue. So. Yeah, and another one by Damian Contreras, Tom Murphy, or Father Tom. As you said, the company lovingly calls you. What did you do when you were in office? What did you accomplish? Why are you trying to get the e-board changed by bringing up IBT campaign questions during a general membership meeting? Either you are that mm. ignorant or you think people are that stupid. We all see what you're doing. Yes. Exactly. Well said, Mr. Contreras. Well, let, let them let them fight amongst themselves because like, what I'm hearing, they can't even get a seven-man slate together and because they, they're fighting against each other right now. Who's going to be the president? They they don't want Danny Montalvo to be the president. Uh, John Guest is fighting for I don't know what position. Tom Murphy wants to be the top dog. Yes. Okay. All right. Very good. Well, so keep fighting, guys, and we'll see you in election time, I guess. 
That's right. Uh, and that's enough about them. Uh, to sum it all up well, over can, the last can few I, minutes. Can I do my announcement? Of no. course you could. Yeah, sure, Jamie. Go ahead. <laughs> well, this is coming from the general election. Zoom general election meeting. Um, our net assets are up to five million three hundred and three hundred and seventy-eight. $1,056.99. Yep. Five, $5.3 Yes, sir. It was an increase of about $800,000. <laughs> Why is it getting so difficult to yeah, mention $5 million? An hour and a half, a year and a half ago, we were sitting at $4.5 Now we are sitting at over yeah. $5.3 Uh We're talking about an increase of about $800,000 uh, put back well, into well, our... Well, we don't have a million-dollar lawyer now, so that's that's one of them. That's right. So that's that's huge for one of the goals that uh, this executive board said they would put forth, and they they, they came true in, 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 in beautiful fashion. Yeah. So... I think he returned his boat. Also, the fact <laughs> that they created uh, close to, I don't know, we got about a new three to 400 members, bringing the numbers from 6,800 members at... At local 804 to 7,707 members. So kudos to the members. And you know what? And Vidi said it right also because we got all these members are making books so quick. I mean, I've been turning in uh, applications in left and right the whole week. And he is right that these guys, we're going to pay for it and because they're just hiring these guys. They're not teaching them the right methods and procedures. And when all this is done... They're going to go right after these guys with methods and procedures. So we as Teamsters, brothers and sisters, we should uh, grab those new guys, teach them the right and wrongs before the company gets to them after this pandemic is gone. So, Well, well that's, that's what I do. Me personally, I do that with the new members. I explain to them what's the right way to do things. I explain to them how you're going to be taught by management. Now, remember, you have to take notes of everything that's being said. So because it's going to come up, I keep telling them, it's going to come up later. Remember my words. So make sure you know, follow what I told you, the right way to do it. You listen to them, you do what you have to do, but you have to remember the right way because it's going to come up. So I make sure they taught the right way. That's something that I do. That's right. And you know, we're, we're almost, we're half an hour into uh, Sean O'Brien and uh, Fred Zuckerman will be calling in to the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio to answer some questions that members have sent to the What the Heck Show at AOL.com. Um, I'm not going to go, if you send a message late, I'm sorry, it's not going to get through because we printed out, I printed out a lot of uh questions not a lot of questions to tell you the truth uh i was expecting more than what i see but this is what we're here for we're here to bring you the information that you need to uh, for teamsters this is um, a radio for the membership by the membership so stay tuned for the what the heck show at three o'clock with uh, uh sean o'brien and fred zuckerman will be live on the radio so we're going I just wanted to announce it in case anybody just I want to make a couple of announcements as well uh, from the general membership meeting we had Joe DePersia from the uh, uh, the insurance um, what is it the uh, the Ameri- Ameri- uh what's it called Unum United and, uh, uh, no. Unum right U N U M right Unum and you know he spoke uh, there and he and and listen I I know sometimes putting in the insurance can be a problem and some of the members were having issues so uh you have his number he gave out his number to everyone 
So uh, hopefully you guys can call him. Do you have the number on hand? I remember him giving it out. I, I had it somewhere, but I can't find it here. Jamie, if you have the number. Um, I'll get it. Okay. Number for what? For the Joe DePersia. What, his personal number? Yes, correct. His personal number? Yes. I got his personal number. Yeah. Well, he gave it out to the members, so if you Did want. He? Yeah. Okay, I'll give it out to him, everybody. Yeah. All right. The number is uh, 917-750-8152. That's his personal cell phone number. If you, uh, I hope he said he gave it out to the members, right? Yes, he did. He did. He's, he'll be calling me. What the fuck you doing? Why the freak you freaking? You're all a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> you know. Uh, well, also well, want to give a big shout well, out to the brothers. Also during a general membership meeting, I, I believe Vinny has stated that they created seventy-four inside full-time jobs. Yes, yes, but uh, we're not. We're gonna we're gonna hold on on that one. We want to go to the announcement that was made by the, in the beginning. Like for example, Holiday Financial uh, is mm -hmm. making a twenty five hundred dollar donation uh, right. to the cause for the uh, uh, for the uh, do what was it the Doc Doherty Scholarship Fund. Uh, you can go to retire eight hundred four dot com. I think that's pretty big. They're gonna not only put in twelve twenty five hundred dollar donation. They're also going to put in an extra $25 per person for anybody that downloads the uh, goes to retire804.com and print the expense the expense worksheet send it send them the expense worksheet so they can help you out on how you regulate your bills and and, and pay and, and make your payments on stuff so you can figure out where you are and they will help you with that and for every member that that does download the expense worksheet they will uh, make it another $25 donation per person for the scholarship fund. So thank you to Jim Werner and Joe Tedeschi from Holiday Financial. Or go ahead for the 401k uh, review also, right? Right, a, co a copy of the 401k statement. Right. Or you can do that. You can send them a copy of your 401k statement. And they'll, they'll send Jamie, do you have, too. Jamie, you have furniture in your house? Because it sounds like echoing. You echo. Oh, no, that's... That's the AC on. Somebody to donate uh, some furniture to Jamie's house because he's. <laughs> <laughs> also, also uh, another announcement: a big shout out. <laughs> big shout out to Maurice and Maurice. Uh, Bob Bob Maurice himself uh, said he will be doing free powers of attorney and healthcare proxies. For anyone, for local 804 members, for not, local not 804 for everybody members, in the United right. States. Right, local right. 804 members, just for local 804 <laughs> yeah, members. Right. That is correct. He'll get, he'll get calls from California. <laughs> they will, they, they've been doing that for a while, though. That is correct, and they will go over uh, for your wills. They look over your wills. They do estate planning, and these are all things that people should be considering, especially with the times we're living in, and it's very important. Wills, uh, powers of attorney are very huge, especially when you have somebody who's very sick and you have to uh, uh, kind of take over for them when it comes to signing and dealing with certain issues. And the healthcare proxy also for somebody who's also very sick. You want to do this before they're in a state that they can't uh, sign or talk anymore because once a person, like they mentioned, someone was in a coma, once the person is in that state, there's nothing they can do to help you. The person does have to be coherent. So these right. are things you should consider, uh, and Mauricia and Mauricia being very helpful with that. Uh, next up was uh, uh, from Ruben Abramson, our number one guy, Stuart Goldstein, 40 years experience with Local 804, saying that now for accidents and injuries, the number has raised again since July 1st up to 966 bucks 
for your injuries. Yeah. Uh, that's huge. Uh, you know, and, and and one thing that I thought that he mentioned that was important was if you have an old injury, if you have an old injury and for whatever reason, 10 or 15 years later, you get hurt and re-aggravate that injury, it is still considered a new injury. Don't let the company say, well, that already happened to you. It's not our fault. No, new injury is a new injury. That's the way it works. You got an issue, you call the man, Mr. Goldstein, all right? Well, first, first let's report our accidents and injuries. Top high. Oh, yeah, please. And, and that's another thing he said, you know, and he's he preaches it all the time. If you have an accident, you have an injury, let your shop steward know, let the company know, make sure you file a claim. This way they can start the process. You do not hide the injury. You do not say, oh, I'm just going to take a few days off to see if I feel better and let the company use your sick days. All right, there's already management personnel that has lost their jobs because of stuff like this. Um, you as a union member should not be doing such things. Uh, our, our health and welfare should not have to pay for an injury that you hurt yourself on the job. That's called compensation. So please, please. Here's well, another challenge. Joni Lane Miller, I have no idea why would anyone not file. But you know what? There are a lot of people that don't. So uh, this is why I, as, as much as I hate it, have to say it because I want them to listen. And yeah, uh-oh, we got the eye of the tiger going. Uh, here we go. Dan, 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 dan. Oh, that's what I'm going to use when... Uh... And then Fred Zuckerman. In oh, uh oh. Okay. <laughs> Just giving you a preview. All right. So, um, Jamie, now if you want to go into some of the great things that the local has done, we were speaking on some of the goals Vinny had set forth and he accomplished. We're talking about the $800,000 increase uh, in our union, in our fund, from $4.5 million to $5.3 and change, over $800,000 in the last uh, few months. We're talking about a membership increase from 6,800 members to over 7,700 members. 66 uh, to 7707, yep. and that's also the 74 inside full-time jobs. That's that's excellent for those insiders. Now they can become full-time. Also, he was speaking about the United Way. Right, the, the, the lawsuit. Panel, the arbitration or panel case that is put on hold now. So the company has decided that the earlier that they might hear it or be able to hear it is October, some, some, somewhere in October. No, but no, no. That was the PV. That was the PVD case. I believe. Season, I so. believe the PVD case was was October. I'm not sure about the United Way case. I know he mentioned that the uh, PVD case that we uh, had deadlocked. Oh yeah, the PVD case. Right. right. The PVD case was deadlocked. Right. And it's not due to October. Right. Well, they're, right. Right. They're the as as company. You know, in company fashion. They delayed and stonewall and try to push back as far as they can because, you know, they have billions and billions of dollars to pay these lawyers to come up with all these kinds of reasons why they can't just nip it in the bud to give themselves as much time as they can. But I feel that, it, you know, what's going to happen is you know, they can't stop it from happening. It's it's wrong. PVDs are not in the contract. It is not. Right. Local 804 is not going to allow it. And I'm sure there's a lot of locals across the country that are not going to allow it either. If you are in a local somewhere across the country and you see those PVDs, whether your executive board is, is fighting it or not, I would still put the grievances in because this is going to get ugly. This is going to be across the board. And uh, I believe this is. is something that we can win. Uh, yep. And so the, the, with the United Way, the company had made, them, made the, the local an offer 
and they find a backpedal. Hopefully that case will be settled shortly. So that was that was what, what happened with United Way. I like the fact that Vinny also said he would be, uh, they will be having sit-downs and speaking about having more improvements done to the health and welfare. They've already made a huge, a huge jump in a lot of uh, cases, as, uh, especially with dental going national and a few other things, uh, making uh, a payments easy for retirees now, uh, being able to do payments online. I believe that they're right. moving in the right direction and they're sitting down and still continuing to talk about what they can do to improve the health and welfare. They do plan to sit down with the company. There is money there, as he said, and there's a ways they can do things to help better our health and welfare. So thank Vinny and the guys for that. We're moving on up like the Jefferson. We're yes, moving that's, on up. That's right. The people that's that are uh, just tuning in, Fred, uh, Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckerman will be live at 3 o'clock Eastern time. I don't know. That's 12 o'clock, I guess, uh, West Coast time. Um, so stay tuned. I, the, the ones that are just logging on, um, I'm surprised. I'm really, really surprised on how many listeners we have. Not much. Really? Not much. Wow. And I mean, I posted it all over every every foot Facebook page. I guess people are not interested, and members are not interested in politics. I guess, but uh, this is this is going to be crucial uh, as far as the election goes because you have a guy named what is his name? Vermont. Verma. Vermont is running with. Uh, he was endorsed by Mister Hoffer himself. So uh, it's, it's, it's kind of crazy that a lot of people are talking, you know, smack on Facebook. And I know especially one guy from the West Coast always putting down uh, information of uh, how Sean O'Brien and is, is bad, is this and that and that. But I, I spoke to him during the week and I said, listen, why, why don't you send questions to Sean O'Brien that you want answered because you're putting a lot of stuff out on Facebook about him. But just answer. As a matter of fact, I'll put you live on the on the radio to talk to him, and he, you know, I'll do the chicken thing. He he chickened out. He chickened out. So oh, it's wow. bullshit. So you know, if you're gonna talk shit on the on uh, social media, and you're gonna talk shit on the radio or any anywhere else, I mean, here it is—the opportunity on the format to ask the questions that you want answered, and I, I think it's bullshit. Well, uh, another issue uh, that we're going to be facing that I like that the executive board is taking initiative on right off the back before we are even into the next year was speaking about the situation and how the July 4th week affected everybody this year, landing on a weekend uh, at right off the back. He's already planning for next year because we have a couple of holidays that will land, three of them in, in particular, which would be Christmas, New Year's and the July 4th weekend again. So we want to prepare and so that everybody understands. And what Vinny was trying to say is that you are entitled to a day the week of. And yes, not all are going to be able in seniority order to get the Monday or the Friday to get that three day weekend. But, you know, sometimes you have to be happy with just getting a Tuesday or a Wednesday just just so that when it comes time, you're not taking a scheduled day off or uh, or or or. I mean, I know it's in the contract that you can take it up to four weeks and float it, but come on, man, mm -hmm. who's going to float it? That is that is the wrong thing to do. You should take and, and this is just, you know, your option as a as a member, you should be taking the holiday, the week of this way, 
you are not taking anything away from the pension because if you float it down the road, that money will not go into the pension. That's what Vinny was saying in the in the membership meeting. And I think it's important for guys to know that. If you're talking about of this happening for over a few years, you're talking about probably millions of dollars that, that the pension has lost because of it, things like this. So, are they, are they, are, you know, a day off is a day off and I want mine the week of, spoken by Carl Morreale. Yes, sir. Uh, Melly287, Greg Wright. Oh, she's got to be Greg. Too many members want to sit back, you watch yourself. rather than participate. And you know what, Greg? That's the issue, Mr. Kerwood. That's Greg Kerwood out of Local 25 in Boston. Um, yeah, these, these are the issues that we're facing. And unfortunately, a lot of members don't want to participate. And this is why we do this show. This is why we're what? out there and trying to inform and educate. But well, I want to I play, play this for the West Coast guy. Uh-oh. Congratulations. You played yourself. So now, that, what I'm saying is that <laughs> you're going to be posting about uh, Sean O'Brien. So anybody that reads his post, just say that he had the opportunity to come on the What the Heck Show on Union Power Radio and speak his mind about Sean O'Brien because he's putting out all these negative things about Sean O'Brien, but he's not backing it up. And here at the What the Heck Show, we want you to back it up. If you're going to talk shit on the radio, on on, on Facebook, on Instagram, come to the radio show and talk and, and, and have your peace out there. If you if you're gonna chicken out and not do what you're saying that you're doing and you know behind the keyboard, I call him the keyboard uh, warrior. Someone just said that on the chat, but guess what? Your West Coast guy, you know who you are. Congratulations, you played yourself. Also, just so you guys know, it is in the contract, as Vinny said and stated in our meeting, Article 11, Section 7, no work on vacation. Uh, for those guys who are having issues working on, and want to work on their vacations and they're upset that they didn't get their time and a half that they, the company was giving them, and then you come to the executive board or your business agent and you're like, well, I didn't get my time and a half. Well, so you want, our, and I love the way Vinny put it, you want me to help you violate the contract? Like, I mean, seriously, I, I get that you're entitled to time and a half, and, and obviously you we're the, 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 the union will definitely do what they can to get you your money, but, I mean, you asking uh, them to violate they, the contract? They, they, um, I mean, come on, let's be serious. Let's be serious. No one should be working their vacation. I understand we all have money situations, but you're getting paid that week. You want extra time and a half? You know what? Get it in a grievance. Nine five grievances. Uh, supervisors working grievances. You know, if you want to do a six day punch, that's a whole day of time and a half. Do you really need to work your vacation? I mean, if you add up the money you make from the vacation salary, and you add up the money that you're getting at time and a half, you're really not even working for that much money per uh, hour. Is, you, is you your it, is your family that bad that you don't want to be with your family during vacation time? That you want to be at work? Yeah, you know, it's, oh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it is what they, it is. They, uh, they, they, um, um, <laughs> Carl Morreale, uh, no. uh, anybody working their vacation should take a payout at the end of the year and let a less seniority member get that week. That's another thing, and I'm glad you brought up that point. You're taking somebody's week that wanted it, and you're working it, and that guy now has to sit and watch you work that week when he was trying to get it. Is that fair to the membership? I don't think so. So... Yeah, I want to. I, I want to give a shout out to Teamster Women United. If you're not, if you're a a a, a oh, yeah. Teamster sister or brother, you can all register to the Teamster Women uh, United. 
ever since they got on board and they putting out uh, some T-shirts, they they got website, they got a, a newsletter now. They shot it. Uh, they shot you guys out. You know that, right? Yes. Uh, they they, shot, they put a nice big page. Yeah. In the newsletter, they shout out the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio. Yeah. And we're, we're, we we support them, the Teamster Women United, and any uh, Teamster sister or Teamster brother that wants to register to that uh, Facebook page is Teamster Women United. Ever since they got on, now all these slates are adding on women to their slates. Well, I see mm-hmm. that. Yep. You, you know, it's <laughs> like, it's like you know, what they, they needed to do the website to get women into the slates. And... Now, Sean O'Brien has women into his slate, um, which is a, a, one of the questions that is going to be brought up here about uh, women in his slate. And then Vermont has another four women in his in his slate, which is great, which is great because, you know, we need teams to sisters in the executive board also because we have team we have 30, 33 percent of teams to women out there. So that's that's a good thing. It's a good thing. That's right. Well, they got to make sure they start considering a woman that I know and have a lot of love for out of local 623 in Pennsylvania, my girl, Joan Elaine Miller. That is not your girl. Hey, hey, hey. Here we go again. Here we go. Here we go again. Uh I'm blowing the whistle. Flag on the play. Yeah, I'm blowing the whistle. Uh, Greg Kerwood, too many members want to circumvent the contract when it's convenient, but then expect the contract to protect them. Yeah, unfortunately, G, that's exactly what happens. Uh, Jeremy Chapman, we have several drivers in my center that have worked all of their vacations this year so far. I will never work, ever work a vacation week or option week. That's just one less week per year. The company can't harass me. (laughs) Jeremy Chapman, yeah, you're very right. Uh, What local uh, are you out of, Mr. Chapman, if you don't mind letting us know? Uh, and then we got the Gemini and tow truck, Dean Dawson, Wayne Posky, 15 minutes of fame. What, what do you mean by 15 minutes of fame? I don't know what he's talking about. Yeah. I think he's talking about who's that? The one on top Byron? or the one on the bottom? Uh, usually the one post, and I believe is Dean. So no, Dean okay. is, uh, they love you. Yeah, those are my guys, man. Yeah. I love those guys. Those guys are always putting they started out listening to our show because of you, nah, not because of me. Nah. Because I've been on, I've been on the air, I've been on the air four years. Wait, what? He wants to give a shout out. This is not This is not BLS. This is not Kiss FM. This is not the Mega. What are you giving out shout outs for? <laughs> Go ahead. This shout out is for, for a member. I'm not sure. He's from the, the Hawthorne Center, if I pronounce it right. Gerald Hurt for providing a share of water to the members out in his center. Hawthorne, I don't know how you pronounce it, but I guess I do. So I just want to give him a shout out. Gerald, Gerald or Gerard Hurt. From the Hall Park Center. Big shout out to you for providing a skid of water to the members. That's right. That's right. That was a huge deal, man. Frank Whalen had posted about that. You know, we love Frank, and he gave a shout out to the guy. You know, a lot of us don't do this. <laughs> as many may think for the fame and the glory because there's not much fame and glory in it there are members that just do what they do for the membership and the kudos to those guys and that's one of my guys there this one's for you frankie of gold Rosie Shadonsky, let's be clear. The West is, in fact, undecided about the slates. Reformers are not happy with what we see on either side of the politics going on behind the scenes. Many of us are still very active, however. Where we still stand in the future is undecided, and for us, there is a third option. I'm just going to put this out there. I'm pretty sure she's talking about bullet voting. 
Joe Doherty can't wait. It doesn't work. Yeah. <laughs> can't wait for Sean and Fred. Such a huge deal for 804 to interview them. Uh, I would like to know if any of the local has that. I, I don't think so. This is, uh, I, I don't believe so. If there, are, if there are other locals that are doing anything like this and have a connection to Fred and Sean, I, I would uh, definitely congratulate and, you. And by the way, we, do. I sent out a, an invite to the Viermont. VM, Viama. Viama slate to uh, come on the radio also Viagra. because Viagra, whatever. Uh, vi let's let's be professional. Yeah. Viagra. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we, I, I sent out an invitation to come on the radio to uh, to uh, do the same thing that Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckerman is doing. They're gonna, uh, I'm gonna put out the fly as soon as they give me the confirmation, and uh, we'll put out the questionnaire again with no live talk, and no one has returned. My call, my email, nothing. So, Rose, Rosie says, Hector, you will see. Remember how hard I campaign. Yes. <laughs> she did campaign she's, hard. Yeah, she's a savage. You're she's, a savage, Rosie. She's a savage. All right. Um, I would like to mention another thing. I've uh, spoken at our membership meeting, and I think it's important for the whole well, country have, to You hear have it. about exactly like I seven know, minutes before. I know. That's why I'm trying to get yeah. all this out okay. of the way. Uh, the only thing, Vinny said, the only thing the company understands is grievances and bad publicity. So for all those members out there uh, and any locals out there or, or uh, executive boards that are listening, a lot of times uh, we fought hard at Foster Avenue. Our, our executive board fought real hard over the last week, and we got a lot accomplished. And it, we have not won the war, but I definitely feel like we just won a huge battle in that war. And if you want your, ex your, your members to to, 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 to go into something like that. You have to get those grievances filed, filed. Like Greg Kerwood says, file, file, file. Get those grievances. Stack them up on the company. Don't be afraid. Supervisors working grievances is a must. Vinny mentioned it, it's a huge fight. And they created a 22-4 position for a reason so that they can help inside and out. So if you're on the inside and you're a preloader and there's a supervisor working alongside of you, did they exhaust all means? Did they ask a 22-4 to come inside and help the preload? Because as from what I've seen, these 22-4s are basically uh, lower-paid drivers because they barely come in the building and do any work. I've never seen one in our building come inside and do work. Not so, at all. So those supervisor working grievances are very important. File those 9-5 grievances, pile them up, and as, as Vin had said also, you know, they understand bad publicity. Get out there. Get your VA, your business agent. Speak to them. Tell them to speak to their principal officer. Get themselves a fat cat if they don't already have one. Get a greedy pig. You go put that thing right in front of their property and you just sit there and watch your members watch the morale grow watch those guys get together watch those guys chant watch those guys fight for the rights for every member it's a huge deal it worked great for us and things are happening and moving quickly so uh, bad publicity, yes. Grievances, file them. You want that paperwork. You want that on file. You need that on file. You need that fat cat out there to push that so that the media comes down. You'll get whatever, the Washington Post, the Daily News, wherever you're from. They will be out there. They want to know about what's going on. So get in there, guys. That's right. And uh, just to let, just let you guys know that our new listeners, please tell your fellow members to register to the the what the heck show here on Union Power Radio on Mixler uh, you can register easily every time we go live it alerts you that we go on live so you can never miss a show and if you do miss a show we do put it on podcast also and the podcast uh, I will put uh, the the link to the podcast also there 
Uh, but it's very important to get information. We give out information that you probably didn't know about, and uh, we we pretty do a pretty good job, I guess. Uh, we tell you the gossip, the bullshit. I I don't hold, I don't bite my tongue. I don't have no hair in my tongue, so I tell you how it is, how it is. Uh, Tony Rosario does it a different way, and uh, Jamie Haynes the, the different way. They don't curse. They are God. They are God kids. They are uh, God, <laughs> God fearing men. <laughs> but uh, in a little bit, in five more minutes, I'm gonna be uh, switching it off, and we're gonna be put a little bit of music on until we get everything organized with uh, Sean O'Brien and Zuckerman on the phone, and then we'll come back on the fo- on the air. Uh, just to make sure everything is running right and all the questions are being asked. And, and All right, all right. And, you're taking up too much time. Yes. You still got stuff to talk about. They know he's coming. I want to talk about 363 22.4 jobs that made book in our local alone and 380 still in training. That is a huge number. 22.4s are now our brothers. We got to see what we can do to bring them into the fold and speak to them, educate them, get them informed, and it's very important. Another thing that our president spoke about was making sure that every steward in a building, no matter what center you guys get together, you keep a tally of those 22 fours. Your building has to have 25% of the of 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 that of that building has to be uh 22 four or um, should be a 224. Now, if it's not 25%, you gotta get the numbers right because depending on that is what and who becomes an RPCD from that point on, which is a regular package car driver, how many RPCDs they have to keep, how many RPCDs or 224s have to be made into RPCDs, and how many new 224s have to be hired. So as stewards, you have to come together. You can't be just separate in your centers. You have to come together and you have to tally it up because it's per building. So please be aware of that going and, and into the, shop the next stewards. couple of months. The shop steward has that's to be right. very uh, aware of that because I caught, we, caught, we caught one in... in um, in one of my buildings, and now they are transferring the two top uh, 22-4s with the seniority into regular uh, package drivers because they had one too many. That is correct. Uh-oh. All right, the calls are coming in, so we're going to take a break right now, and uh, we'll be back with Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckerman. All right. Hello? Hello, this is Sean O'Brien. How are you? All right, Sean. We I just went on uh we just got off the air real quick and so then we're gonna go back on. Hey, uh do you hear him, uh, Tony? I can hear him fine. How you doing, Sean? I'm doing well, Tony. How about you? Hanging in there, brother. Thank you so much for calling in. Oh, thank you. Thank okay, you. here comes uh Fred Zuckerman. Hold on a second. Hey Fred, you on? This is Hector. Hey, how you doing? All right, so uh, Sean, you're on and Fred is on? Yep, we got them both on. How's it going, Fred? This is Tony. Uh, We're going to get you guys on the air right now, and we're going to start this off. I'm going to introduce you guys, and if you guys want to take a quick moment to say uh, a few words, and then we will start the Q&A. All right. All right, let's let's get it started then. Let's go. Yo, 
Right, you're listening to the What the Heck Show, and we have who we promise you guys. And Tony, you want to introduce them? Yeah, we have here Mr. Sean O'Brien running for president of the IBT, and his vice president, Fred Zuckerman. We have them both on the line. And uh, you guys, uh, you want to take uh, turn one each of you to say something, and then we will start our Q and A. Sean O'Brien, would you like Absolutely. to start? Thank, thank you. This is Sean O'Brien. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Um, you know, as as you know, we get close to the election. It's great to have these opportunities to talk to the members and answer the members' questions. I've got a great partner running for general secretary treasurer, Fred Zuckerman. So uh, we're glad to do it, and uh, can't wait to get started. All right, beautiful. Fred, anything you want to say, Fred? Yeah, I appreciate y'all having us on the call. Uh, I think it's very important that we get the issues and the questions answered, and and uh, we're ready to start the show. I appreciate it. All right, thank you, brothers. Thank you. And I know you have a lot of your busy schedule, so we're going to try to get these questions set out real quick, and hopefully we, uh, we get the answers that uh, the members are looking for. All right, well, we didn't get as many questions as we had hoped, so this shouldn't take too long. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, as you guys know, uh, member participation sometimes can be at an all-time low. And, yes, I am sorry I introduced Fred as the vice president, and it was the secretary-treasurer spot. I apologize for that. Oh, boy. All right, so, okay, first question You're nervous. Here. You're nervous. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I, this, is, this is, like, unheard of for me, but thank you, uh, everybody, and here we go. So the, this question is one of the questions that was asked uh, n a numerous amount of times. I shrunk it down and just going to give you a couple of names. Uh, our our one of our uh, one of our members at our, our recording treasurer over at uh, local eight hundred four, uh, Mark Cohen, Basil, one of the alternate stewards local eight hundred four, Joe Doherty, a young rank and file member on the safety committee over in uh, Long Island, and Richard Hooker Jr. at a local 623 all want to know, do you intend on getting rid of the two-thirds rule? It is a question that was asked over and over again, and it is, I guess, one of the most important questions. Uh, yes, obviously, Fred, if you don't mind, I'll open this up. I think during the uh, contract uh, last negotiations for UPS, we saw how that uh, rule was uh, utilized against what the majority of our members voted on that is going to be a priority at the convention uh to get eliminate that two-thirds rule i know that we feel that our members who vote uh a certain way their vote should count uh it's funny when you uh listen to the rhetoric from the ibt right now when they're talking about uh the elections that are coming up in 2020 and they they their, their party line is every vote counts well they should practice what they preach. If every vote counts on that contract nationally uh, should have been rejected, uh, gone back to the table and trying to get a better deal. So, yeah, that is that is on our top priority list at the convention. All right. That is... All right. Okay. Good answer. Thank you so much, Sean, for that. And, and yeah, we appreciate that because that two-thirds two rule is just something that a lot of members feel has got to go. And uh, we commend you on, on trying to do what you can to stop that from happening. Okay. So another question. Uh, yeah. Fred, I expand on that a little bit, too. Oh, please. Go ahead, Fred. 
Yeah, so the two-thirds rule uh, uh, really screwed a lot of UPS teamsters in the last uh, vote. But additionally, there's a provision that I tried to change in the Constitution last time at the convention that was utilized against Local 623, Western Pennsylvania, and Local 89 to implement the riders against the members' wishes. Uh, all three of those riders were rejected, and they were implemented on us in 2013. In addition to the two-thirds rule, we need to eliminate that because it's very important for us to have the members tell us when they want to accept a contract or not. Uh, we can we cannot uh, operate like the Hoff administration has and implement contracts against the wishes of the members. Absolutely, Fred. Thank you. Very well said. Okay, moving on along. National panel, and this is also from one of our members from Local 804 Executive Board, Mark Cohen. National panel is currently nothing more than a company union-friendly getaway where both sides end up drinking at a bar together at night. What would you do? What would you do to change that? Well, I, I think first off, uh, the national panel, I know when... I had my short tenure at, as the package director. Uh, we made certain that we actually heard cases. We made certain that we had, you know, uh, panels set up to get best resolution possible for our members. Currently, right now, it seems, as it's, especially since this contract has been in effect, no one wants to deal with the issues that we were all told weren't going to be harmful to us or our members. And that's the 22-4 issue, the 9-5, which seems to uh, duck out every panel. The one thing we're going to do is, if a member brings a case for a member brings a case for the grievance forward, local union has it and it has to be heard at the national. We're going to make certain that we put strong people, strong leaders uh, on these committees uh, to ensure that a decision is made. Kicking that can down the road does not help our members, does not help anybody. Uh, as far as drinking in a bar at night, uh, you know, look, we're, we're we're in a we've all done it. We've all been in bars at night, had a few beers or whatever. But you know. Uh, it's game time, and, you know, you don't hang around with your teammates the night before a game, so uh, the same should apply uh, when you're dealing, dealing in panels. Uh, granted, sometimes there has to be conversation uh, outside of the panels to try and get some resolution made, settle cases, but that should be done, you know, in front of everybody and uh, not after hours. All right. We have Heather Giddings here. Local 628 is trying Local 628 is trying to use a loophole and not paying double time if you work over 60 hours. They are saying only if they make it mandatory will they pay double time, not if you volunteer. What is correct? What does this pertain to? I'm, I just I'm not certain the issue. The, uh, the issue is working over 60 hours and getting paid double time. They are saying that it has not been made mandatory, and uh, the double tame, uh, even if you volunteer. Well, I think the contract's pretty clear. If there's an issue uh, that any member feels strongly about, especially if it comes to double time or whatever the case may be, or whatever uh, violation that we think has occurred, everybody has a right to file a grievance. And because the company, which we've learned over the last several years, you know, unfortunately, the company thinks they can dictate to us, uh, especially when we have weak leadership at the top, on what is what is going to be a grievance and not a grievance. Whether whether this person's right or wrong in their in, in their position, they still have a right to file a grievance and get it adjudicated through the process. All right, all right. Uh, we got a 
question from Basil R. Darling Jr., a local 804 member from Brooklyn. Good evening. My name is Basil Darling, and I am interested in your position on language for hazard pay in the next contract. If you made office, I am also interested on how you would go about contract enforcement and production harassment. Instead of these unnecessary panel cases that can be settled at the center level with contract enforcement and the constant abuse of the employees doing way more than a fair day's work regardless of classification. Uh, lastly, he knows he's not making McDonald's money, and uh, <laughs> but the cost of living is going up all around us, especially in the New York City area and uh, you know uh, places like L.A. and Chicago. Uh, would there be a reasonable? What are you guys doing about Kolar and the money going? Basically, everybody being paid the same across the board. So I think the big question here is the Kolar question, and uh, what are you doing about the contract so we could just enforce it on our level instead of everything having to go to arbitration? Um, well, listen, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot in that. There's a lot in that question. Uh, I'll try and address it as I wrote it down. So. First off, I think we've been in unprecedented times as far as uh, seeing a pandemic of such as COVID-19. COVID and I don't think any of us were prepared, uh, especially we weren't looking at that as a contract issue uh, several years ago. But moving forward, and I think uh, many of us on a local union level uh, had the vision once this happened to approach our employers. Because, look, this COVID-19 thing has affected every single uh, teams are in the country, every single team to local, every joint council. And, you know, if you're a strong leader and you're paying attention, you're going to see that, you know, majority of our members are essential workers. So I know uh, moving forward that there is going to be uh, proposals, I would assume, dr uh, drafted uh, to reflect any type of pandemic as such. Uh, I know what we did in Local 25, and I can speak to Local 25 and Joint Council 10 in New England. We approached many employers uh, that had that were we were considered essential employees, and in, in some cases we were successful in saying you know we want hazard pay, uh, we want differentials and everything else. Uh, but I think collectively moving forward as an organization, uh, we're going to have to take a hard look at drafting and crafting proposals to protect our members uh, against something that's beyond their control, like COVID-19. The other issue you talked about is I believe inequality. Uh, you address McDonald's wages and everything else. Look, we're in a we're under a collective bargaining agreement at UPS. I would assume this is uh, based upon the UPS agreement. And if you uh, remember, during negotiations uh, and during the uh, attempted ratification process, uh, I know Fred, myself, many other leaders around the country took a position that uh, everybody should be paid the same and making the same amount of money. Now, granted, when you're dealing with uh, uh, you know, benefit structure and everything else. Every area is different as far as uh, what benefits cost. But the one thing is we're under a contract. We're doing the same job as one another. We should be, um, we should be making the same amount of money. And as far as uh, the wage wages going forward, I mean, I think UPS right now is at record, record uh, volume levels. Um, and, you know, they should be treated as such. There's no reason in the world the next round of negotiations uh, – we shouldn't be focused on getting everybody one rate and getting the most amount of money out of this company. Uh, you know, unfortunately, the last round of negotiations, uh, we had tremendous leverage and we didn't utilize it. And there was no reason to create another tier of wages uh, for package delivery. So we're going to have to work hard. And, and any anyone uh, who was who fortunate enough to win this election uh, is going to have to deal with the largest collective bargaining agreement in the country. I haven't heard our opponents once 
talk about any type of plan uh, to, to deal with UPS. I don't think our opponents are as uh, experienced with dealing with UPS uh, as our leadership team, but uh, that's going to be one of the first fights out of the gate. And, um, you know, whoever that may be, and hopefully, and I know it's going to be us, uh, we're going to have to have a plan in place, a plan that's going to incorporate the membership, not what the leadership wants, it's what the membership wants. And I think I've captured every part of that question. All right, same, same question for, for you, Fred. I know you guys are in this together. Uh, do you feel it's fair that in a city like New York or L.A. where people are basically just scraping by, even with this salary, and then there are other parts in the country with the same salary, you're, you're basically living like a king. Uh, do you feel the same also, like it should be across the board, or how do you feel as far as uh, Kolar and uh, making changes to the salary in, in certain parts of the country where the cost of living is so much higher? You know, we've heard that uh, argument in all the national contracts for many, many years. We've heard that in the car haul contract, in the freight contract, in the UPS contract, and there's a lot of validity to the argument. And it makes it very difficult for employers to find people uh, in those areas when those wages are like that. So that that is something that needs to be negotiated with the employer, with the local unions. And one thing about Sean and I, when we uh, go back into negotiations with UPS and the national contracts, we're going to bring the people uh, into the room to make those arguments so that we can make the right decisions on those issues. Oh, nice. I like that. Uh, get more people involved. Absolutely. All right, gentlemen, what, in your opinion, was the worst part? This one's for Sean. Uh, what, in your opinion, was the worst part of working alongside Hoffa? <laughs> well, I can tell you firsthand. Um, so, you know, obviously I've been taking some criticism uh, because of my previous affiliation with the Hoffa administration. Uh, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you some, some, some issues that I saw in my short time as a package car director uh, working in it, or package director, I should say, was... This international, thank, thankfully, we are one of the greatest organizations that have democracy. And, you know, the last election, whether you like the outcome or not, you know, your, 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 your leaders are elected. Unfortunately, right now, that and back then as well, you have people who uh, weren't elected making policy decisions such as Todd Thompson's of the world, uh, the Willie Smith's of the world who's no longer there at the international. Uh, they're basically running the Teamsters Union, and that's not what the Teamsters are all about. Teamsters should be running the Teamsters Union. There's so much red tape and uh, uh, hypocrisy going on uh, in that administration. Look, I worked very hard uh, for to get uh, my former team and teammates elected. I went out and raised money, uh, got votes, and I worked extremely hard. Whenever you buck the system under the Hoffer administration, then there's going to be retribution, uh, people lose their jobs, and it's all geared towards, it's all geared towards you know, protecting this tight little circle of Jim Hoffa's legacy. Well, last time I checked, what's important to protect the legacy is to represent our members and represent them to the best of our ability with the best people. And unfortunately, those decisions aren't being made. You've got, um, you've got staff people, uh, people aren't showing up to work. You've got staff people making decisions, uh, and, and it's not right. The decisions should be made around the table with the elected officials that our members choose. That's one of the knocks. The other, the other issue is, you know, uh, not taking into 
consideration what our members truly want. A lot of times we go into these negotiations, Fred's been involved in, in many more national negotiations than I have, uh, it, it's what the leaders want. And, and, and in the end of the day, uh, they can't understand why someone voted no, someone who has to work under that contract every single day. They, need, they, they don't listen to people. They think they know everything. They think they know what's best for the members. And, you know, they don't listen. And that's, that's a big part of being the head of any organization is making certain you listen to the people that are responsible for you being there. So uh, I guess, in, in, you know, just to wrap it all up in one answer, we got to get rid of these high-paid consultants. we got to get rid of these, these people such as Todd Thompson, whose sole goal was to tear down this organization, disparage uh, great leaders like myself, Fred Zuckerman, and try and keep us uh, uh, away from what's doing what's right for our members. All right. Okay, this was a this was a question that I I was I'm get very excited to ask because I heard you speak on this before when I was at the uh, TDU convention over in uh, Chicago and uh, you definitely uh, you definitely got the fire under me when you were speaking about it and that's it says here uh, from our brother young Irish Joe Doherty uh, you talk a lot about the strike fund. Are you fully prepared to strike against this company or let 804 strike if contract violations continue to mount or if contract negotiations don't go your way? Look, I've, I've always, in the number one contract negotiations should never go an individual's way. It's what's best for the group. It's what's best for our members. Uh, I am not afraid to strike and I'm talking on a personal level at Local 25. Um, and I've been criticized recently because, you know, uh, I think our opponents are trying to suggest that uh, we lose strikes. We don't lose strikes at Local 25. We're not going to lose strikes in the international. Look, strikes are tough. They're tough on, on our members. They're tough on our members' family. Uh, they're also tough, you know, on an employer, so to speak. Um, but, you know, like anything else, uh, it's a last resort. We have a strike fund worth, I think our general secretary treasurer, who um, every speech he gives seems to say how we have a $270 million strike fund. Uh, that's, that's a weapon that we can use. Let's leverage that we have. We have financially positioned uh, to, to strike companies. If UPS or any other company is not doing the right thing at the table and our members authorize it, I have no problem pulling the trigger on UPS. I have no problem <laughs> supporting supplements, riders, or addendums that give areas the right to strike uh, for certain issues. So um, that's not going to be an issue. I think that's going to be advantageous to us, knowing that we have a, a progressive leadership team uh, in 2021 that are going to hold these employees accountable. And, you know, if a strike's necessary, it's necessary. But like I do in my, in my own area and joint council, with the great leadership teams that we have in New England, we always prepare our members a year before. Start putting away some money. Start getting ready. This could be, you know, this could be potentially an issue. You've got to, you know, be prepared financially to take on, you know, a lot of these big corporations. We're going to be fighting. I believe we're going to be fighting harder than we've ever fought over the next five to ten years, uh, especially with corporate America. So we have to be prepared. But we also can't let the right to strike be an empty threat. If we're going to say we're going to strike someone and they deserve it, then we need to pull the trigger and get it done. All right. All right. That's what I like to hear. Got you all hyped up, huh? Oh, yeah, man. I'm ready. Listen, I was there in 97. It was amazing, so I'll be ready. Uh, my uh, This question is, is from a lot of people. Uh, Richard Hooker Jr. asked this question out of 623. Joe Doherty and a few other members, uh, one of our own, Damian Contreras. Um, when it comes down to the contract negotiations with the company, 
seeing how bad uh, this last contract was and how it was rammed down our throat that, that we're working under now, uh, what is your, what are your guys' goals in contract negotiations? And one of the most important ones is the 22.3. Are you planning to eliminate that position and make those guys RPCDs? Is that even possible? Uh, and what other goals are you guys trying to gain from this next contract when it comes time for contract conversation? Well, I think, listen, if you read, if you read the, if you read your local unions bylaws and you read the constitution, I think what one of, one of the phrases that I always like to quote, I think it's very important. We need, our, our goals as leaders to protect, preserve, and improve, uh, working conditions, uh, more so now. When 22-4 was introduced as a concept at negotiations, just the concept, uh, you know, we took a position, myself and Fred and many other leaders around the country saying that this would, this is wrong because number one, it'd be a two-tier wage system. It'd be any five out of seven, which should be dealt with on a local uh, area supplement rider addendum. But we also took, we also had the vision to look at it and say, if they can create 22-4 jobs to do package delivery and other work, then I could potentially see them not creating any more 22-3 jobs. I know when we go into these negotiations, uh, we got to make sure that we protect these 22-3 jobs uh, fiercely. Uh, we got to try and attempt to uh, get rid of this two-tier wage system under the 22-4 provision. Uh, but I would suggest, look, we're going to have to go in there. More importantly, the biggest tool that we have is the support and unity of our members uh, in any contract negotiation. You know, I can only speak for Local 25. We have 250 white paper agreements outside of the national agreement, and we always go into those we always go into those situations saying that we we need to be uh, united more so now than ever and we need to take on the employer uh with the fight and you only do that through unity and support of your membership all right i'm gonna read a quick question out of our chat room here uh i'm, I'm trying to stick to the paperwork here but this question just came up and it's really good uh his name is no gaxiola he says good afternoon i was introduced to mr sean o'brien through a video where he stated ideas that I stand against. I also voted and tried to help Mr. Fred Zuckerman get elected. I listened to him speak in Phoenix, Arizona, and I found him honest and truthful. I am undecided at this time. I am undecided at this time, Mr. O'Brien. How would you do things differently, and how have you changed from the person you reflected in the video of you? Threatening of Teamsters is very concerning. What? I think I think um, you're referring to the 2013 video uh, where I was I uh, was suspended from membership, uh, and that was a poor choice of words, and I've admitted it. I think as we lead any organization, uh, whether it's a local union, or joint council, uh, our goal not just in local, uh, not just in leadership positions, but as human beings, that you learn from your mistakes. I think I've proven. Uh, uh, my ability as a local union leader, as a joint council leader, as an international vice president, uh, on my ability, uh, I'm not going to uh, continue to uh, apologize for something that's happened in the past. I've proven uh, over the last three years that building bridges is the most important thing that this international union will need to survive. Um, you know, obviously we want everybody's support. We're not always going to uh, make the best decisions. We are going to make mistakes. But true leaders can admit their mistakes, like I have admitted my mistakes, and move forward from this. Uh, you know, fortunately for our membership and the rank and file, they get to see leaders like myself, Fred Zuckerman, our entire Oz team, uh, every single day. Our lives public. So when we make mistakes, which we're all 
all make mistakes. Uh, they're in the public eye. Unfortunately, we don't get to see the same. But with that said, look, I'm focused on uh, moving beyond any any controversy or issues we've had in the past. I'm focused on building a great team, which I think we have a great team. And I, I'm focused on taking on the task uh, of running this great international union uh, for the best interest of the members. So, you know, I hope that answers this question. Um, I know sometimes people, myself included at times, uh, we, we tend to just focus on the negative. But I, I would encourage anybody Let's focus on the positive and focus at the ta- task at hand. All right. Well said. All right. So John, John Elaine says she has some questions that she asked. And yeah, yeah, we got them. You em. got them? Got them. Yeah, em. I'm going to get to them. Uh, we're, we're at 623 now, so I'm doing Richard oh, We first. have about 10 more minutes uh, with the. What? Yeah, it's always 323, uh, oh. half an hour. Oh. Secondly, uh, okay, so uh, what are we going to be doing about working conditions as far as faulty equipment, lack of staffing due to job, especially on the weekends, Friday and Saturday, the dirt, dust, broken bathrooms, and most of all the abuses of power of management, Um, especially at at one of our buildings at Forster Avenue, I was blowing up the fat cat trying to, uh, we had our building basically falling apart into pieces. Do you guys plan to, and, and, you know, lack of ventilation in the buildings, not enough fans for for the heat waves that they're dealing with, are you guys planning to do anything as far as, like, uh, maintenance and standards in the facilities that we're working at and trying to increase uh, safety for the members? Well, listen, I think more importantly is I think we've got a lot of rights under our, our respective contracts and supplements that give us the opportunity to fix a lot of those problems. Um First off, I mean, contract enforcement to solve a lot of those problems. If a bathroom or, or conditions aren't safe and management's not uh, paying attention and maybe local lead, local union leadership's not paying attention or being vigilant and fixing this stuff, members have a right to go to outside organizations like OSHA and everything else. But we have a lot of tools that we sometimes don't utilize or encourage our members to utilize, like the grievance procedure, like safety committees. You know, I mean, look, I've, I'm in my own area. I know I've pulled down many safety committees when they're not listening to our members. We've held rallies. We're going to have to continue to do stuff like that. But I think more importantly, under the current contract uh, at UPS, and I assume this is geared towards UPS because it came, I believe, out of 804, Foster Ave, you mentioned, um, I think we've got to strengthen uh, health and safety committee language. I think some areas, you know, it's like anything else. A company only listens to you when you have a, a credible threat or credible teeth in that contract. I think in national negotiations, we're going to have to look to uh, stronger language to help enforce, uh, hold these employers accountable to make certain that safety conditions such as dust in a building, safety commission uh, conditions such as uh, emissions, safety conditions such as egress and not uh, a suitable uh, laboratories, we have to have strong language that we can enforce in there. And, you know, sometimes we have to go to outside organizations uh, to make that happen. All right. Okay. Moving right along here. Joni Lane Miller, I'm sure you guys, uh, Fred, I know you know her well. Uh, uh, Sean O'Brien, Joni Lane Miller is also out of 623 in Pennsylvania. She has a question for you, Fred. She says, do you regret not having any rank and file on your slate? Do I regret it? Uh, I think we picked a, a slate to win this time. Uh, I think that was very important to do. You know, I've been running, this is my third time. I ran with Jagger the first time. I ran, I was asked to run for general president last time. Uh, I was going to run for central region. And we have a lot of good ideas, and we think that we can do a lot of good things for the membership, but we have to win. 
uh, when we got into this, we considered everybody, and we wanted to pick the best candidates that we could pick to put together a winning team uh, to put in front of the membership for a vote. Uh, I think we're all rank and file. I'm a rank and file guy, although I've been an officer for a while. You know, I came out of the craft. Uh, I think every one of our guys have came out of the craft, uh, and that's a little bit different than uh, what you see on the Verma slate. And that's one of the things that Hoffa failed on. You know, he never, he never was a teamster. You know, and uh, I'm going back, digressing a little bit to the question uh, that you asked Sean about, uh, you know, uh, what we regret about uh, Hoffa. You know, he never was a teamster. And if you're not a teamster, you're not going to understand, uh, you know, what we do. And it's important that uh, you come from the rank and file. So all of us are rank and file teamsters. We're just, uh, you know, just some of us have run for office and, and gotten elected and been there a while. All right. This question is, is for both of you. I guess this is the last question. We're running into the half hour now. Okay. So uh, we're going to make it a two-part question. Um, what do you – well, one, uh, you made a promise uh, at, at the TDU convention to put Ron Carey's uh, picture back up at the Marble Palace. One, do you uh, – do, are you planning on honoring that uh, promise that you made? And also, the there was a time when Ron Carey was in, in office that he decided to, you know, well, let's just say he sold some of the union planes, not saying that you will, but, and also uh, cut some of the multi-salaries that were made by some of the people on his uh, slate. Are you planning on doing anything like that, that, uh, that drastic to change things and, and make it uh, not so many bloated salaries and to to uh, maybe uh, make a couple of cuts that are necessary to bring money back into the IBT? Well, I think, first off, the Ron Carey situation, I, I answered that at the convention, TDU convention. Yes. And whether people like him or didn't like him, and I supported Ron Carey out of Local 25 uh, when they ran. Our local was very supportive of that. Whether you like someone or you don't like someone, they're part of our history. They're part of the organization. Uh, you may not like that person, whoever that may be, but you got to respect the position. And yes, that picture will go right back up uh, day one All when right. we take over. All right. And secondly, the uh, second part of that question is, uh, I, I think that the, the talks that we've had uh, as a team, as team, I think we all agree that, uh, you know, that, that there's, we've got to trim some fat there. And, and, you know, we've got to consolidate some departments to be effective. I think we've got to take a hard look at, at the organizing department uh, because organizing is going to be a life, a life, a lifeline uh, to survive and moving forward. If we're not organizing new members, we can't babysit this organization. So we're going to have to uh, uh, shift some resources towards organizing. We're also going to have to look at, you know, combining departments like political action and, and, and communications and a lot of other things to ensure that, number one, we've got the right people leading uh, those divisions, and number two, that we're effective. Right now, we're not effective at organizing. You know, you can see a, a campaign like XPO or the Port 
the port organizing where we've sucked millions upon millions of dollars and not haven't gotten anything in return. So we have to have a whole new uh, strategy on organizing. We also have to have a strategy on picking the right political candidates. If you're paying attention, and our members do pay attention, they're seeing we're getting killed every single day uh, with decisions being reversed at the NLRB, which are all uh, political appointees. Um, we're seeing right to work, rare its ugly head more so now than ever. Uh, and it's just, it, it seems like we're not effective in, in, in leveraging in, in leveraging our power and our influence politically. Uh, so we're going to have to take a hard look there. There's going to be a lot of tough decisions that are going to be made. But again, we have to make them in the best interest of the organization and to make them so that, you know, this organization runs lean and mean, but also has uh, the resources to take on the fight. And sometimes, you know, uh, cutting people's pay isn't popular. And uh, I don't think any of us, uh, when we go to do our jobs during the day, uh, go into any situation looking to cut people's pay. But we can utilize people in different arenas and, and you know, cross-train people, make certain that departments are working together, making certain that our infrastructure uh, is based on, you know, based upon uh, the best interests of the members moving forward. So we're going to have a lot of tough decisions. Uh, the biggest fight we're going to have to uh, face is pensions. You know, um, look, my pension's in critical and declining, and we've done some things in New England to help push off insolvency, but we're not the only fund. Our opponents will attack uh, us saying that, you know, we don't know what we're doing when it comes to pensions. We all know what we're doing when it comes to pensions. It's unfortunate, but uh, they need to be fixed, and the only way they're going to be fixed is with, you know, relief from from the government. And uh, uh, we've got to look to leverage our relationships. And the one thing I will do, and I know Fred and I have talked about this, we're going to be hands-on leaders uh, at this international. We're not going to depend on, you know, the political directors or the director of organizing. We're going to be out on picket lines with our members. We're going to be out testifying um, at hearings uh, when they're trying to change laws that affect working people. We're not going to send uh, any of staff people, and I think that's the problem. We don't have a face with this organization anymore. You know, it seems like the, the, the top leadership who hasn't shown up for work probably in months uh, is just babysitting this organization for their best own interests, and that's not what we're going to do. So I hope I answered that question. Absolutely. Thank you. Oh, yeah, you uh, did. One last and final question, and it pertains to the campaigning. Um, a lot of people said that during uh, Fred's run at 2016, uh, there wasn't any boots on the ground in Canada. Fred, I don't know if you could say yes or no to that, whether there were boots on the ground in Canada. And if there weren't or whatever the case was, are you planning to have boots on the ground in Canada this year to make a stronger allegiance? Because a lot of the reason we lost was because of the no support from the Canadians. That's it. Any of you guys want to take that one on? Hello? Oh, I, I, I thought you asked Fred. I, I can answer it. Look, <laughs> uh, every member is important to us, uh, especially Canada. Uh, we've got some relationships out in Canada. But the one thing is, is that uh, Canada was counted last uh, in the vote count. So, um, you know, everybody assumed that uh, Fred didn't have support in Canada or we had more support when I was with the Hoffa Slate. I think any, any, anybody that's running for this particular office, we need to have boots on the ground everywhere. You know, for us to take over this leadership team, we've got to have every single person, uh, uh, whether you're from the United States or Canada, working hard to change this leadership and change the direction of this international. All right. That's well, good. That's good. Uh, I got a quick question. What's TDU going to be in uh – when you if you when you get elected is TDU going to be any any way around 
Look, I think what you've seen, absolutely. I think what you've seen is uh, over the last three years, we've, we've made affiliations with Teamsters United, with myself, with TDU, all in the best interest of what's in the best interest of our members. Every member, every local, every joint council has different wants and needs. And we shouldn't alienate anybody or, 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 or choose one organization over the other. I think, if anything, we should combine forces like we've been doing and continue to do that. Look, the hardest part is going to be winning the election, but the second hardest part is, you know, keeping these relationships, keeping the momentums, keeping the affiliations together. And I know uh, as a leader uh, of this team uh, that that's going to be our goal. Every organization, whether it's Teamsters United, TDU, uh, even some, even our opponents, you know, once this is over, we're going to have to develop relationships with our opponents uh, to try and gather their support moving forward. You know, we're not going to alienate anybody. It's about building bridges, not tearing them down. And once you get to the um, uh, the palace, uh, you you take my calls. I'll take your calls. <laughs> I take your calls all the time now. Why would I stop? Well, we want to thank you and uh, Fred Zuckerman for uh, calling in to the What the Heck show here on Union Power Radio. Wait a minute. Wait a wait, minute. Wait, before they go, this is the one important question, and oh, I'm sorry, Joni Lee Miller has to. I, I think it's an important one. What's your plan to help failing pensions, and do you plan on raiding the West Coast pension to do so? Because there's been a lot of talk, and a lot of people in the West are really worried about that. So, if you don't mind, that's one a, last question. That's a great question. That's a great question. Number one, uh, local unions, joint councils, and the international. Uh, cannot raid any other pension fund. That's just a, a political uh, ploy by our opponents because my fund's in critical and declining status along with central states. Uh, if that was the case, uh, you know, we can't do it. it. It's impossible. You know, you got employer trustees, you got union trustees. That is a impossible uh, scenario. Um, number two, uh, as far as what's, what's going to take to fix pension plans, well, you know, as leaders, you're going to make tough decisions. I know in New England, if we don't get pension relief, uh, we're going to have to make some modifications. I've been clear in my position about that. The beauty for us is we had a vision in 2010 to create hybrid plans and solutions to make certain that we collect withdrawal liability but also maintain uh, uh, pension benefits for our members. Um, the other key component is uh, leveraging p uh, political influence uh, in, in Capitol Hill, which we haven't been successful. Uh, I sat in many meetings, uh, you know, dealing with the pension issues um, and completely did not have a plan uh, to fix pensions. You know, we had this legislation that I think uh, Vice President Murphy was working hard on, um, didn't go anywhere. And that's because, you know, I don't think we're viewed as a political uh, force anymore. And that's going to change under our leadership. All right. Very good. I mean, I don't. I, I can't get this. There we go. There you go. The, the cheers. The cheers. Well, we want to thank Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckman getting out of their busy schedule to call the What the Heck show here on a Sunday afternoon when it's beautiful out there. They could be with their families or doing whatever they do, but they're here with uh, with uh, the What the Heck show and Tony Rosario answering the questions. Uh, we didn't get a lot of questions. If you didn't get your uh, questions answered, I'm sorry, but you know it's pressed for time. And we want to thank Sean O'Brien and uh, Fred Zuckerman. And hopefully, we could get another show that Fred Zuckerman and uh, Sean O'Brien come back on. And we're going to be uh, calling out on uh, on uh, the other slate also to come on the radio also because we want to hear their side of the stories. You guys were uh, had the balls to come on the show, so uh, hopefully the other slates will come on the show also. And uh, we want to thank you, right, Tom? 
Thank you so much, Sean and Fred. We appreciate you speaking to the members. I wish we had a little more time with you guys. I want to apologize to the to the people out there whose questions couldn't get answered. We will do our best to get those answered in the future. Uh, a big shout out to Sean and Fred for even being a part of the show. Uh, thank you guys. Thanks for speaking to the members, and thank you for being uh, two diligent, hardworking, strong members trying to fight for the rights of these locals and for the for the for the IBT in general. Thank you guys. Great. Thank you very much. I appreciate it as well. And anytime, we're willing to come back. All right, brothers. Thank you. I'll see you, Fred. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Take care, Thanks gentlemen. Well, there you have it. You had Sean O'Brien and you Great. have... Thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it as well. And anytime, we're willing to come back. All right, brothers. Thank you, Fred. Thank you. Thanks. Take care, gentlemen. All right. There you have it. Live and direct. Sorry we didn't have enough time. We had a half an hour. They promised me a half an hour because they were busy in their schedule. And I told you guys that we're going to try to uh, ask so many questions. And hopefully we got some answers from Sean O'Brien and Fred Zuckerman. Uh, I, like I said, I put out an uh, email uh, uh, to the other slates to call up the show and do the same thing and uh, no response whatsoever so when you get no response what happens they hiding shit just like the local elections this is the international election and you hear it first here on the radio that they were willing to come back and answer some more questions so this time around we'll try to get 45 minutes from them of their time or maybe an hour that we can ask all these questions tony are you still on there or you're dead yeah i'm you know listen i feel like we got a lot of questions answered uh we had some good questions i as always you know there's just never enough time in it and it disappoints me i i really wanted to like get a and good we, hour and, in and because i feel like we didn't get to everyone's question again i i want to apologize for those people that sent in their questions and I couldn't get them out there, and for those people that I was only able to answer one or two of the ask one of the two of the questions, we just had so many questions. Uh, well, you know, not I so many. No, but it was hard to get everything that you we know, did one have question within the took half two, hour. One question took two pages. Right. You know, the the the, the whole thing is to ask a question. And uh, hold on, there comes Jamie's back on the phone. Hold on, Jamie's back, but hold on, Jamie. So uh, you know, when you ask a question, don't give me a story because. It gets crazy. Ask the question, the question that you really want to hear, because you know all this bow, bad mouthing and 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 Facebook bullshit, hiding behind a, a a keyboard. You have the opportunity to ask the guy live what he said. He never, they never got the questions. They got the questions now live from you, from you, Tony. Yeah. So I, know, you know, I didn't get to ask all of them, and I'm a little uh, upset. Uh, but I'm happy that they came on. Uh, I think they were very good in answering a lot of the questions that we did ask. I felt we got some good answers for people out there who, you know, who did get their questions answered. And I hope that uh, I hope that you guys out there listening were able to get a little a little out of some of the most important questions. What I feel were the the twenty two four language and his commitment to that, uh, his his uh, no fear of striking if necessary, and what he would do uh, when it comes time for contract negotiations, the goals that they have. Uh, in place, uh, he spoke about the pension, which I thought was very important. He also spoke about getting boots on the ground in camp. I feel like a lot of important questions were answered. There were a few more, 
Um, but uh, again, I apologize that we couldn't get to all the questions. Not even your co-host. Yeah, which one? Which question did you have, Jamie? I'm curious. I, I'm surprised at you because you had more than enough time to send a email question, and now you're thinking about these questions while we on the air. You know, like just like uh, the live chat. I mean, we were trying to answer, trying to put out the questions that we received in, in the email, and we were getting a lot of so I, a lot of people. I, I that, was, I was co correcting. I think one of the questions that he was asking. As far as with, um, I think it was Basil, I, I don't know if it was as wrong. I think he was just, I was trying to trying to help him with the question as far as, I think he was trying to say something as far as the, the, the quota being different for each state because right now everything is across the board for each state. Right. Meaning they should be different being that we're in New York, our cost of living is different than other states. So that's what I think the question was, but he had said it. A different way, so I, I didn't think he understood it. When he was answering, he he was saying he was giving an answer based off of it being the same. That's why I, I was sending that question in because well, I don't think it was asked well, properly. Well, what, what is what is being said is that a lot of members, uh, you know, that that live in different re parts of the country, who actually their salary is is not scraping by they're making in where their states are really really what's considered really really good money and they're living a lot better than some of the people that are making the same amount of money in higher cost of living areas uh, right. uh some people feel there should be a difference but then there are those who are living in those states who make the money who don't really well i wouldn't i don't want to say they don't care but they feel that solidarity we're all doing the same amount of work we should all be getting paid the same and by the way the uh, the telephone lines are now open if you want to ask a question you can call 347-403-0705 uh obvious uh sean and fred is not on the air but you have tony and myself so you can call up the radio show at 347-403-0705. And, and another question that I really wanted uh, but, but, but to get out there. you got to remember, Jesus even though people ask questions, when yeah, a he person asks is more, giving answers, they're always going to have a rebuttal question because sometimes those the, the answer that they're giving is more of a political answer but not the answer that people are looking for. So they're going to always have more questions coming in either from that person or from, in, or from another person based off of the response the person gave. And based off of their response, that's why questions are coming in more rapidly after. That's what I was... So that's why I was, I was sending in questions. I knew they wasn't going to get asked. I was just sending them in anyway. I give him a boo. Yeah. He asks a lot of questions when he's on the phone. There, there was a question hey, uh, by a couple of members that mm -hmm. I didn't get a chance to ask that I really wanted it. Like uh, people that are working for, uh, I believe it was Dairy or Cisco. Uh, the, even this guy here on our page, Mike Stewart, said the last twenty, uh, the last year, twenty five white paper contracts were uh, open for Cisco. Vierma didn't direct all contracts to stay in line, ensuring power. Now there's contracts all over the place, three, four, five year, and six power in line. Shop Stewart, he's a shop steward at uh, Local 317. Uh, another member had a similar question about the white paper contracts, and I was, uh, I was hoping to get to that one. I never got a chance to get there. And I apologize to Mike and uh, I believe a guy by the name of Brisky. Listen, that we didn't get to their questions. I don't, you're, you're apologizing. These they had the most opportunity to send in your questions. We didn't have enough no, no, time. No, we, we had, had, I had, we had that one though. You know. I had that one. That yeah. one I had not from the guy here, Mike, but from another member. It was the same question. I had it here. I just never got a chance to get to it. And I see Mike posted it. So 
There was two hey, you people. You did the best you could. You got as many questions as you could. It is what it is. Really, it was a half an hour. Yeah, I think, you, you, think that's the most we could. Just so that you know, uh, Jamie Frank, our brother Irish Frank Whalen, uh, says it's about time other people get to ask a question instead of you, Jamie. Uh, Just come back with a vengeance <laughs> next time and drop the question book. <laughs> uh, I didn't know he didn't have a lot of questions. I would have had, I had my my questions already ready for that. I mean, it I was one question that I, I I you didn't ask is that what he's gonna do about the appointees uh, officers? Yes, that's, I know. That's that what I wanted I to know to about either. that, and I also wanted to ask the question of why he's not letting um um what's her name Kim Sh- uh, Shokes, that's a uh, vice president of the region of, of the Southern Region. A run with his lake now also that's another question that i wanted to ask but you know time is is precious you know sometimes you know he, he took time he you know he didn't give me the half an hour but i that's what i suggested uh because he was busy for he was busy today and uh zuckerman he's uh, he has a strike in uh local way to uh 25 um going on so he's uh entertain you know he's doing that strike also so i i wanted to take a little bit of his time and uh, uh you know i agree to do a half hour uh i'm sure the next time he's gonna agree to stay a little longer to ask more questions but i need questions on you know next time guys ask those questions send them to our email and we can get those questions we're gonna try to get them as fast as possible yeah to do. we're gonna try i'm gonna keep some of the questions here that we didn't get a chance to get answered and uh we're gonna shoot those off first um if, if given another opportunity absolutely um but i think we got a lot here accomplished uh speaking about what's been going on around our local speaking about what's going on around the country and being able to get sean o'brien and fred zuckerman on the show was huge uh i i personally want to thank them for uh coming on our show i i i honestly didn't expect it i know uh a lot of it has to do with hector being so vigilant on getting him here so thank you for that hector and some of the things that you said in the past <laughs> and uh it was just it was it was good to have them on the air and listen people, people need answers right you it's know good to have we also forgot air, yeah. to ask him if he's going to come to our general membership meeting and stay to ask questions you know to answer questions i forgot to ask him that too so you know but it is what it is. Uh, Sean O'Brien, Fred Zuckerman, they're dedicated to what they're doing for the membership. So now they, they will come back on the show. I will be asking some of their Slate members that they, they're running. Like, a, uh, what's his name? Campos? Yes, Juan Campos. I, want, Juan I want Campos. Campos I want Campos on the radio. You know, I want, uh, you know, we already heard Vinny Perone. We heard Vinny. We've had Matthew Taby. We on have the Matt Taby. 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 Okay. Right. So, you know, I also want John Palmer. Yes, big I fan want, of John. You know, I want this guy, Bill Hamilton. Uh, Hil- what is it? Yeah, Hamilton. Hamilton? I believe it's Hamilton. Uh, whatever. Well, we'll get the, we'll get the names right. But in, in, in the same thing, we want the other slate also to come through and talk also freely to the membership so we can know what's going on. And this is, this is for the international. Also in the local. You know, guys are looking to uh, run against the executive board should have their voice heard, right? Don't hide behind a keyboard 
and and put out negative stuff just speak out let let us question you about why you want to run and why what are you going to make the difference of you understand what i'm saying yeah yeah i hear you all right I, we definitely got to get uh we definitely got to get more participation i mean you know again our show is not like the end all be all or anything but we are trying to do our best to get the information out to the members and if uh if these uh candidates are smart and they want to use this platform to do such you know we do get we do get a nice amount of listeners here and there depending on the day and time we also get a nice she said amount Hector's of bad with names yes mary lee <laughs> yeah. i always had her fucking name fucked up <laughs> So, you know, we we are doing our best here to try to get uh, everybody informed and try to get as many answers uh, for the questions that that came in. And, uh, you know, we, we are doing our best. Uh, and I want, I want everyone to understand also that this radio station is paid by me. Me and solely me. Okay? Every equipment that we have here, the airtime and all this other shit is my all salary. Me. I don't fucking I don't need no donations. I do this for the love of what the, the love the love that I have for this to entertain to not entertain to educate the membership and letting them know what's letting them know what's going on in the IBT locally anything. If you have any information that you want to spread out and you want us to talk about it, you can email at what the heck what the heck show dot no, I'm sorry. What the heck show at AOL.com. You could be anonymous. We will talk about your situations. We could talk about anything and see if we can get some um, answers for you. But this show is for the members, by the members. There's no money involved, just my money that I'm losing. But it's okay because I love the fact that we can educate the membership. We can have Tony and Jamie talk, have fun, laugh a little bit because we need laughter sometimes. And this is this is what it is. Right. No, no, Rosie, we cannot take any donations, but thank you. Uh, you know, I do have a cash app, though. I will be willing to, you know, increase my salary because Hector doesn't pay very well. So, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Uh, but thank you all for listening. Thank you all for being a part of this. As our our principal officer, Vincent Perona, always says, one union, one goal, solidarity. Uh, we're going to be uh, logging off the air here. I want to thank everybody who participated. Thank you all who sent your questions in. I apologize if we couldn't get to all the questions, but for those who did get some questions answered, I hope you uh, were satisfied with some of what was said here today. I want to thank all the brothers and sisters from Local 804 for particip participating in today's general membership meeting and participating on this call, uh, on this on the show today. Uh, also, you can always reach us, as always, on Spotify, uh, iTunes. You have the, the show reel on the MixLR app, unionpowerradio.com. Paddlematic. Uh, there's plenty of ways to listen to the show. So, you know, give us a like, give us a follow, and show us some love. You know, make an account on MixLR. The more listeners, the better. Spread the word. We're going to try to keep this going. We're going to, like Hector says, you know, we, we uh, Hector started this show, and I'm with him. We're here to educate and inform the members the best we can. And uh, yes, there is a an, an entertainment factor. We are fun to listen to sometimes. <laughs> sometimes. All the time. We're here to uh, make everybody laugh and have fun about it. That's right. But so. if you missed out the beginning of the show, you can listen. We're going to put it on podcast later on tonight so you could go on the podcast podomatic uh, what the heck podomatic.com whatever i'll put it out there i want to thank uh tony for asking all those questions while i drink a beer 
<laughs> and uh, and thanks, uh, thank Sean O'Brien and right. Fred Zuckerman for calling in on a busy schedule to on a Sunday, especially. They could be with their family or you know whatever. So. I want to thank them for calling into the What the Heck Show Union Power Radio, and I I, I hope I hope this Vilma of Viagra gets my gets my email, gets my attention, and come on the radio for us the members can find out if he's a true leader or he's not. Oh, I never heard of the guy. I, I never heard of the guy, so I I don't know. And I've been in the politics and the bullshit for a little while, for a little minute. Everybody knows me out there. So I want to thank all the listeners. We had about 89 listeners, which is kind of low for uh, for this show, but it's okay. We'll take it. Right, Tony? Yes, sir, we will. And uh, I know uh, by the end of the week, I'm sure all the uh, thousands and thousands of downloads will make up for the people that didn't listen here live. Uh, as usual, you know, but it is what it is. Uh, membership participation sometimes is is not exactly what it should be. But listen, it's not going to stop us from fighting. It's not going to stop us from trying to reach people. Uh, as always, thank you, everyone. Thank you, our, our president, Vincent Perone, for everything he's done in the great membership meeting that he had put together today. As always, we just want to say stay united, solidarity, and we're here to put the you back That's in That's right. This is, the sh- this is the song... That me and uh, Jonah Lane got kicked out of the bar. Here he goes. Peace out, my brothers and sisters. Until next, uh, in, until next time. This is the What the Heck Show here on Union Power Radio with your host Tony Rosario and Jamie Haynes. Peace out, Jamie. Peace, peace out. Peace. Peace. Closing time. One last call for alcohol. So finish your whiskey or beer. Closing time. Don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. I know who wants to take me home. Unionpowerradio.com Follow us on Twitter at Union